What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I want to go to a sporting event in every major venue. I want to grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want old milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy old milk merch. St. Louis Cardinals. You hat today. <laughs> yeah. Is is this for Albert? Hell no, Jason Tatum. <laughs> See, I had like two other names to say before we got to basketball players. And even then I'd probably say Bradley Beal, just a troll, before we get to the main reason why. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You like Hell Bradley? No. You're not going to trade Jalen no, Brown for, for Bradley Beal? I wouldn't want to do that. I like Bradley Beal, but I like Jalen Brown a little bit more. Just a little bit more? What does it say about Jason no. Tatum? Or, or Jalen Brown? Excuse me. I mean, 30 point score. Yeah. You know, multiple time all star. Do you think Jalen Brown? Can't complain is... much about that. You think Jalen Brown's going to be a 30 point per game score at some point? I mean, not if not if someone else scored 30 a game. <laughs> we might have to hold that 28 and be okay with it. I mean, 28 is basically 30. At, at, at what point do we start? I feel like 28, you could probably hyperbolize. It's an appropriate hyperbole to say you score 30 a game. Yeah, it's like when someone's 6'10", and someone's like, oh, they're a seven-footer. Yeah, except Katie. Katie doesn't like that. No, Katie was lying. Yeah, he was saying he was six nine the whole time, but the whole time he was talking. Yeah, that Marcus old Cousins. picture. Yeah, that old picture of him. I was just gonna say that old picture of him and Boogie was so funny. He was yeah. like, oh, "I'm six nine. They're like, "Kevin, Kevin, you're seven one." He's like, "Ah, no, <laughs> I don't, don't want to so. play power. I don't want to play center." Excuse me. Meanwhile, me and you are over here like, not even in six and one, not sixes. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the five double digits. <laughs> trying to, it's like that, uh, that meme where it's like there's between a six foot guy and a five eleven guy. Yeah, and we're just here like, oh, okay. Guess the five yeah, eleven no, guys are with us. Heights, I'm afraid of heights though. I'm okay. <laughs> not, not, I'll not going to Six Flags to anytime soon. I don't. Hell no. Yeah, no. No, I don't, I don't see. Especially with all the malfunctions recently. Like before, you had to kind of have to sell me a little, but now with everything potentially malfunctioning, like imagine you're on no, the King yeah. Guitar or some shit, and you're going down in that little spiral, and then it like it stops halfway through. 
that's the thing. And especially the ones that are up all year, like the big spots, I'm like, all right, that at least that's there all year. Mm-hmm. People like like the uh the ones that travel around like the fairs and stuff, like especially like in like at home, it's like they bring that shit in on a trailer, set it up for a weekend, and then pack it up and drive it to the next place. I'm like, yeah, that <laughs> seems like the the best idea to get on top of that. And like 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 you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this this portable roller coaster, and everyone's <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, ah, I'm gonna stay on the ground. Yeah, no, me too. I, I like I like the ground where it's safe. I will. I don't mind the ones that go up and down. It's just like when you start moving forward and doing all the loops and stuff. Like I'll do the loop if it's there all year, but you know, at a certain point, like the cyclone and Coney Island, the uh, the fully wooden roller coaster, and it like basically goes down at a ninety degree angle. First of all, if it's wooden, no, we're not doing that. And now you're telling me a ninety ninety degree angle as it's wooden, and I'm pretty sure that shit is like old as fuck too. Like, no, I'm I'm cool. You can watch nah, it yeah. shake. You can as it goes around. If you can use the word, if you can use the word rickety to describe yeah. it, I don't want it. That's a good. That's a good word. Rickety. I I haven't I haven't been on anything like that since I was probably like twelve or thirteen, and I I don't feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, because even additionally, even if you do like that stuff, it's like you're waiting in three hours just for a two minute experience. That's mad work. What, wouldn't you rather sit for three and a half hours and watch a 1-0 pitching duel, Nate? Oh, I would. I definitely would. Yeah. Lots of pickoffs, you know, lots of lots of steal attempts. I think there should be smaller bases. <laughs> Make the case. Why should there be smaller bases? To make the game take longer, mm-hmm. I think that there should be a pitch clock, but the, the other way where you can't uh-huh. throw the ball, you have to wait. <laughs> can't like throw a the ball for a minute. Pitches. Yeah. Yeah, to, to weed out all the fans who aren't really there, the good. casuals, as it's, we'd say. It's good. Um, Good self-reflection time in between pitcher, pitchers, you know. Like, did I really mean to saying. throw that curveball? What does that curveball mean about me? Like, what does that say about me, that I threw that curveball right there instead of That's down the I'm middle? Saying. You know? What do you – because some of the rules I like, like some of the rule changes I like with like the um, banning the shift, essentially. Um, and also, I like the bigger bases rule as well, because I hate watching runners try to steal second and they would get there. But the defender blocks the blocks the base. So they're not able to get there. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I like that. I like the bigger bases rule as well. But. I don't know, I think the pacing of the game being dictated by the pitcher is one of the main components of uniqueness in baseball. And that also makes the game harder versus like, if you're, I don't know, like I know for the Mets, uh, Chris Bassett is notorious for taking a long time between pitches and you could tell how it impacts how hitters have their rhythm or not versus someone like, I don't know, like I can't name, I can't name someone who goes fast. I guess Edwin Diaz, but you know, I don't want to be too Mets because the White Sox look like a real baseball team again. So yeah, until, that. until Jim Beam Larusa's back in the <laughs> back in the sticks. <laughs> oh my god. They they did you see what happened last night when they um they were down, they were basically getting no hit until the seventh inning, and they were down three zero, get into the ninth, they score five runs, and they win. 
And that's yeah. something that would have never been possible with Tony La Russa. I don't know why we're still in- entertaining Tony La Russa. Miguel Cairo is obviously the guy. I If this season, like, this, they're supposed to be division champs. Like, we're supposed to be in a situation where we could look at them and be like, okay, they got the division already. Like, they have the talent to do it. But it just shows you what all those people who say coaching don't matter. Well, this is this is the exact reason why coaching matters and managing matters. But, yeah. I mean, hey, you look at you look at an organization like the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, you don't need a coach, really. See the success that you have there? You don't need one. Yeah, that's true. You just need a uh, – yeah. Need to figure it out perfectly every single yeah. time. You know, KD, Kyrie. These guys you know. are pros. Yeah, you know, Ben Simmons could definitely coach. I need to micromanage. You know, just 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 watch him pass up layups all day. Good uh, play, like yeah. good play. You know, that was that was drawn up. I mean, you can kick it out to the corner. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a clear segue here to start the episode. No, so we got I'm too deep into this. <laughs> we did we got too deep into this <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, welcome to the Cat Podcast. This is episode 318. I am Nate Sperlin. That is Taylor McLeod. Thank you for watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and more. Do us a favor, hit the like button, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Space Place on Spotify and YouTube, and check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. Uh, Taylor, even though you kind of um, city hopping from episode to episode, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I wouldn't say I'm city hopping. I'd say I'm fitted hopping. It's just a hat, so I don't – I mean, my, my Red Sox taking two rings oh. off the Cardinals in my lifetime, so now it doesn't your really – Now it's your Red Sox. Oh, they're Now it's your Red Sox. I'm still watching every single game, even though I'm not – even though I'm not in the group chat going crazy anymore. I'm still watching every single game, so, yeah. They're not good. No. They're not good, but it's okay. Not at all. Um, How are you? I'm, I'm good. The White Sox being better is a nice sign. Um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited for fall, as you can see by how, like the hoodie I'm wearing. Um, I'm excited to go outside and have leaves fall everywhere and take mad pictures of the leaves. That's that's yeah, and, that's what I'm excited for. In the periwinkle, in the periwinkle, and the mint, we love it, and the cream, and I don't know what other colors they have. If they have other colors, I want to. I envisioned an orange one today, and if they have it. I'm yeah, that shit. Yeah, you could go like a color. robin's a robin's egg blue. Maybe, maybe I could see it. We're just talking, you know that that color palette. Yeah, you know you have to have like the the, the pastel, the pastel effect is very it's a very uh chill vibe. So we we talked about <laughs> talked about Jason Tatum. We talked about Boston Boston Celtics politics. And then we talked about baseball. Now we're talking about fashion. And now let's talk about the real reason why we're here. Uh, we're talking about Nav, Nav's new album, Demons Protected by Angels, 19 tracks, 52 minutes long, featuring Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Baby, Travis Scott, Don Tolliver, Future, Gunna, Lil Dirk, Realist K, Bryson Tiller, and Babyface Ray. Um, off, the, off the rip, I just want to say the album cover Chef's kiss. I like the the different colors and it. The album from the album co- cover to how the music actually sounds, it reminds me of uh the the era of twenty sixteen, the SoundCloud era when like the SoundCloud rappers actually started becoming 
um, famous nationally. Like that little moment when you have Lil Uzi Vert who gets a number one and you have all these other artists that are in the same ballpark as him, Playboy Cardi, Trippy Red, um, get number ones too. Like the whole um, project kind of takes me back to that time, which was a really good time for music. But um, that being said, Taylor, what were your first thoughts on Demons Protected by Angels? So at first, and um, this it's not even a criticism here. It did it does have nineteen tracks, so I was I was skeptical of that. But with a fifty two minute runtime, like that's not really it. It doesn't factor in as much when it you keep it under an hour like that. I think from the first listen on, I was I was really impressed by this project. I had a really good time listening to it, and honestly, it gets better every time I I listen to it after that. Like. And it's it's not just every time after it's like how I'm listening to it, like out loud over speakers in headphones, in earbuds, out, you know, out and about just in the apartment. Like it gets better and better. And honestly, like and that obviously that's the mark of a good project. But th this is probably going to be up there in the next couple months for like my my maybe not album of the year, because I think that's still pretty locked up. And I think you and I have similar opinions on that, mm -hmm. but it's definitely going to be in that conversation for like the tier right under Ramona Park broke my heart. I agree. I think um, one of the sleepers, one of the sleeper projects, and we've talked about this. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but I know we've definitely talked about this um, in some form or fashion. One of my sleepers for album of the year is Gunna's DS Forever, because whenever there's a album that, whenever I want to listen to music, but I don't know what I want to listen to, that's the album I pick Be just because it's good music throughout the whole from top to bottom. I feel like this project from Nav is in the same ballpark as DS Forever. I don't, there, there's just so many good songs on here. There aren't many skips at all. And I like the intentionality between each track. Um, first of all, the intro setting the atmosphere for what the next few, what the next tracks are gonna be. There are hits on here. Um, even when you look at the track list, um, the, the feature list, you have like big hitters here. You have like Lil Uzi, Lil Baby, Travis Scott, Future, Gunna, Lil Dirk. Like you have Don Tolliver, Bryson Taylor, Rillis K, Babyface Ray, someone who's rising. Like you have, you have a good assortment of artists who in their own right, depending on the week, they'll go number one. And for Nav to be able to take all of that and put it into a cohesive album is really impressive to me. Another thing I want to say about Nav is oftentimes when we talk about good rappers who also produce, we talk about J. Cole, we talk about Kanye. Um, to a lesser extent, we talk about Pierre Bourne. I'm Tyler Creator, who I'm forget who I was forgetting for a second, which how can I like call me if you get lost is amazing. Igor was amazing. But I think Nav kind of gets left out of the conversation, but based off this album and based off of the tracks that I've listened to from Nav before, I think that the production and the vocal ability on each track that he produces, here he has, it's 19 tracks long, he has 11 production credits throughout. Um, I, I appreciate how they both complement each other. Also, Nav is one of the few artists where I'm like, give me the autotune. Cause he, he doesn't over he doesn't overdo it. Um, he does just enough for it to sound good. I think that overall 
if you're looking for bars or if you're looking for like real rap or whatever, this project isn't for you. But if you're looking for something that is just nice to listen to, whether um, you're just trying to chill or you just want something in the background or whatever, this is the project for you. I think that it just, just making something that sounds good is something that's kind of, I don't want to say it's becoming a lost art, but in some conversations that I have with people, it seems like they're more um, focused on lyrics versus things that sound good, which is, it's like, it's hip hop. Like lyrics will always be a thing, but there is a, like, there's a certain area for people like Nav, Lil Tecca, who just make music that sound good. And I think that once again, Nav comes through and shows what, show why he's, um, why he's in that category and why he's one of the better artists at making things that sound good. Yeah, I think that's a huge, huge point. And like you said about people focusing on lyrics, it's not like, it's not the same lyrical focus though as when you and I were first, like, you know what I mean? Like, I assume it was similar for you when you're 12, 13, you have like a couple older people who are like, nah, like you have to listen to like stuff from the nineties. It has to have this like, you know, crazy meaning. It has to have all the layers and everything. Now it seems like the lyrical focus is to see if, someone says something like juicy about another rapper or something like, you know, it's like, this is another rapper or it's like, like, however there we, it's more like, it's more like uh like hot take culture yeah. inside of this music. Like, it's like, yeah, there's a lyrical focus, but it's definitely, it's, it's not the same as like, the old lyrical focus that was like, yo, like really listen to what this person's saying. It's like, oh no, I got to listen to what this person's saying that I, so I can get my meme off with it. You know what I mean? It's like almost like an interactive Instagram part of the experience. Exactly. And so, like you said, that, that art of making something that sounds good is kind of a lost art. And from the first track of, of this project, I mean, Nav has always been very inclined to make music that sounds really nice. That's pleasing to the ear and easy to listen to mm -hmm. and i think you hear that first the first song intro it's like at first you're like all right this is just like a a sad you know like a sad vibes like kind of kind of situation and then you, you like play that song and it's like all the memes all the everything all like the disrespect that nev has gotten over the years and he's like yo i i make great music i you know what i mean i don't understand necessarily why i get this kind of Got kind of hate these all these memes like no one takes people don't take him seriously enough and then you look at the track list and he's like i am like a heavy hitter yeah like uh, uh someone isn't getting this track list or, or these features with you know just being like a, a whatever artist it's like mm -hmm. no like these are some of the biggest names in in hip-hop and i think what you said with the auto-tune is interesting too because similar to the Denzel Curry project earlier this year and what Vince has been doing. We're seeing a lot of these artists who really, really blew up mm -hmm. a couple of years ago in that 2016 period who didn't necessarily ride the same trend to stay hot the entire time, didn't become a TikTok rapper, didn't become a meme rapper. And in like that auto tune and the, the perfection with it really speaks to like Nav's mastery of his art of his of his voice of his flow of how he makes music and when he's producing with that too it's so much easier for him to build that entire world as opposed to just like getting a bunch of beats and trying to fit like he's he's tailoring the himself and then he knows exactly what to do with his voice so it it sounds genuine and that is a, a really lost art and i think that that genuineness cuts through 
when when you're just listening to it, when you're not breaking it down, when you just have it playing, because I was going to say the same thing. Like, this is great just to listen to. Yeah. Like, it's just great to put on. Mm-hmm. I like the point that you made about Nav staying, staying genuine to his sound, because I think um, some of the artists that I mentioned before in terms of that SoundCloud era are in a place now where they're kind of looking for a new sound. And I think that they're kind of trying to fix something that isn't broken in the first place. And that kind of worries me a little bit. Like I understand like you have a new generation coming up and with that is a new sound and you're trying to um, ingratiate yourself to that new generation. But at the same time, don't forget why you are a multi-platinum recording artist who at one point in time, like who can literally drop whenever you want to and you'll do numbers crazy and earn it. Not like someone who is coasting off of their reputation 10 years ago, like legitimately put together a project that has great music and will legitimately run the next month or whatever. And I I appreciate Nav doing that. I hope that other artists who are in the same generation as him follow this trend of, okay, I see what you're all doing over there. I see that um, you have the CMGs and you have the NBA Young Boys and the, the hood music is starting to come into play more. I see that you also have artists like Yeet and Sofago and Ken Carson with that alternative sound, but there's still a, there's still a lane and there's still a hunger from hip hop fans for that 2016 to 2020. I don't want to say completely pop because like it still has all the elements of hip hop. It still has eight oh eights and it still has like all this other stuff in it, but that rock star hip hop blend with another genre, but still it being hip hop lane is still there for artists to fill. And I hope that's not abandoned because artists either see the trend of, okay, ESTG is blowing up because everyone believes what he says. Let me try to do that. Lil Durk is blowing up because everybody believes what he says. NBA Youngboy is blowing up because everybody believes what he says. Let me try to make that type of music or look at a new generation. I want to be, I want to make sure that the Yeet fans fuck with me or the Ken Carson fans fuck with me. Like, no, you have a huge fan base and trust that essentially is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it seems sometimes it seems like a lot of those artists carve that lane. They like put in a lot of work, like between those years we're talking about that, that real like Renaissance of SoundCloud that we experienced when we were like late high school, early college, it was important and they all put out a ton of music and really carved that lane. And then it almost feels like when COVID hit and everything kind of like changed and everything now is more catered to the masses as a as opposed to like a single audience. Like I feel like a lot of stuff now is supposed to be like, there's something for everybody here. And it's not so much like, no, this is for my fan base. And so they, they carved out this lane and then it feels like a lot of them jump ship. And maybe that was like their natural progression. Like it's not surprising to see Playboy Cardi doing more like, like not metal, but you know what I mean? Like, like, like veering off that way because there's influence through that music, but some of the other artists that we're seeing kind of jump ship. It's like you, you carve this lane for a reason. Like Mm -hmm. it's still there and it's still yours. And I think that Nav did a great job of, of showing he's like hey like all that work that that we did and that he did specifically throughout the memes throughout the whatever is still important and it's still there and i think a song like 
never sleep with Travis and little baby really shows that like in my notes, I wrote like this could be off Astro World, and it's mm-hmm. you know it came out four years after Astro World, but it still is good. It doesn't feel stale, and I think there's a lot of moments on this, and the song with Future and Don Tolliver really reminds me of that, and I think Don Tolliver does a great job of bridging the gap between that Don Tolliver song that, is so good. I know. Oh my the, god. I, I think Don Tolliver does a great job of kind of bridging the gap between his, even though it's only a couple years, it moves so quickly now, and with the internet that like. Don Tolliver is almost a bridge to like where future was in 2015, 2016. That kind of like brings us all back together. Um, And it just feels good. This whole project is awesome. I think that my favorite song, but in, in not like to do favorite songs yet, but just in terms of like really getting into a couple songs, I think baby is track number two is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, cause normally that song is made the opposite way. Normally that song is like, I can take care of you now the entire time's like, yo, if my bills come, can you pay them? Like, if I want to go, like, can you give me 10 grand to go shopping? Can you buy me a car? Like, I've never heard a rapper be like, like, just asking for all this stuff and being like, like, there's like 21 questions by 50 Cent where, you know, he's like, if if I fell off, would you still love me and stuff? But this is like, Nav is like, I did. And I'm not, that's not the truth. It's like, you know what I mean? It's not like, a, oh, would you still? It's like, hey. If I had nothing, will you still keep this lifestyle? It's not like, will you love me still? It's like, no, will you support my lifestyle? And I've never heard a rapper do that. And I, was I still like, want wow. Jabanchi if I fall off. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, like, it's just unbelievable. I couldn't. The first five tracks of this project, no, six tracks up until up until that future Don Tolliver, insane opening run. One mm-hmm. through six is like crazy. No, Last of the Mohicans, it's between Baby and Last of the Mohicans for me. Um, also, Count on Me, like, there's just so many good tracks here because the intro and the outro tracks are also really good. Um, one thing I want to say as well is I like, I also appreciate the intention at the end of some songs like Never Sleep, Last of the Mohicans, Loaded, Ball in Peace, where there's a beat change, but there's no vocals on it. It's just like a 15 second beat change and we get yeah. into the next track. Like that within itself kind of, I like that method of closing out a track because there's so many ways to close out a track. Um, You can have a little echo of the hook or whatever, or you can just have the beat keep going as uh, typical on a Metro beat or um, on Savage Mode 2. There's so many ways to do it. But just that little extra piece of giving us a different sound, but not trying to not trying to have that sound overstay its welcome is yeah. also really appreciated. Like, I feel like I got just enough of that closing sound to get into the next track, kind of like a cap, uh, uh, um, palate cleanser, kind of. Yeah, I feel, I feel similarly. It works in, it works in a similar way, similar way to like an interlude, but mm-hmm. it's just music. And I also like how those transitions aren't the next beat mm-hmm. perfectly. Like sometimes that can be really cool. Like when a song, at, right at the end you can hear like the the change in beat and then it runs directly into that the 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 following track i think that can be cool sometimes but i think little stuff like that just speaks to like nav's ability as a musician as well as his ability as a rapper and and his ability to like really really make a project and not and to have a ton of features but not have any of them really feel like it's like the this is the streaming one this is the tiktok one it's really just like no i'm i'm an accomplished musician and all these people want to work with me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm sure there's 
money going all sorts of ways and there's there's ulterior motives for certain things but it really feels like this is it's just nav putting together a really nice body of work because he is a good musician and he is a good rapper and he is you know he's good at this and it's not because the features don't carry him like i'd argue that except for Lil uzi and interstellar i don't think any features really outshine nav in any song yeah like the don toliver one is nice because he's really like carrying the flow of the song but it's not like he has a verse that just like varies no. nods it's like he's he's singing so yeah. it, it's a little different and i there's a, even a couple times where like songs that future's not on his his you can hear him in the background like he's providing background vocals to like add depth to the instrumental and i i don't know i just it's weird like it's weird to be like yo i'm really impressed by every single part of an album this long with all these features but i really am like it's a it's Especially a very from you. mainstream very yeah very mainstream very contemporary project and i i love the whole thing honestly <laughs> like there's no moment on here that i'm like no nah, that's a skip like that's a skip that's a skip and i think i wanted to bring this up i think I think we've seen it enough now where my favorite thing is, is like when, when artists understand how to stay within the beat and they don't like, sometimes, sometimes someone like, and I hate, like, this isn't a shot, but big Sean sometimes will like be rapping along with the beat and you're like, wow, this is great. Like, this is a vet of the game. I really enjoy this. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to rap as fast as I can nowhere near the instrumental and see what happens. <laughs> And I think that artists from we've seen it now plenty of times with with the six god, that other guy, the weekend, and Nav, like the artists from Canada, especially Toronto, they just understand like there is a fundamental understanding of how to use the instrumental to their best, like to the best of its ability and not do too much with it and not try to to pull too much out or like showcase some like random skill set over an instrumental that doesn't need it at all. Like I've always really noticed that, that there's a, there's an understanding of the instrumental and how it's supposed to work. And obviously there's, there's some bias and there's some muscle memory just from being such a big Drake fan that comes with, you know, just enjoying that. But I, I really think it, I really think it shows with all those artists and it shows, especially in this, like there's no moment. And I like, it's my least favorite thing when a rapper just decides to leave the instrumental just checks yeah, no, out and it's like I hate that like because sometimes it feels like they had those lyrics all put together and they're just like i need to use them because it's like a and if it works it works but there's no moment on this on this album where i'm like uh nav like what are you doing it's like no he understood the he understood what to do on every single song i think that goes to the point of there are some rappers who are good but they don't make good music from the yeah. standpoint of they don't like they can rap they can outwrap anyone or most people but in terms of putting together things that make sense um some rappers they don't always do that they kind of um favor showing the talent that everyone knows they have already versus just putting something together that's concise um the last point i want to make before we start getting into favorite tracks i like some of the lines that nav has like i understand like before we set it up talking about like, if you like bars, this isn't for you. And these aren't really bars, but I just, some of the lines were kind of catchy. I like. No, they are, though. Like, it, it, it honestly, it reminds me a lot of, like, listening to Old Future. Not in the same, it's not, it doesn't have the same impact. It doesn't, it doesn't reach inside your heart and, like, pull everything out and, like, stomp on it and then put it back in and say, all right, figure it out. Hey, but there, hey, there's hey. some of the stuff that I'm, like. Deep what? down, you know you're a monster, too. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. No, I mean it's 
I think they are bars. I mean, it feels a lot like old future stuff for people to be like, that doesn't even make sense. And I was like, that's that's why it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I my favorite line from the whole thing is Nav saying on Never Sleep, if a producer doesn't take off his tag, I do it myself and remake the beat. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. I think my favorite lyric besides besides the entirety of baby, because mm-hmm. I think that one is like I Every single line is just like, yo, he's just asking this woman for all the money in the world. And he, like, he's like, hey, you got it. You got to support me. Like, I have an image to uphold. But my <laughs> my favorite isn't even a Nav lyric. I mean, he has bars, but fucking Lil Uzi saying shootout on a Vespa to start off on a dead shot. I, oh, my like, God. I can just imagine Nav and Uzi just, oh, my, just the shootout on the Vespa. I also like the the um the chemistry that they showed on both songs oh, yeah. just going back like i don't you can correct me if i'm wrong i don't think any of them have a verse i think it's just them trading lines back and forth on every single on both tracks and i really appreciate that too it kind of made me want a nav and little uzi tape that of like five songs that with them just doing that produced by nav um but i don't know that's just Take that if you want, if you, you know, just give me my credit if you if that actually happens. Um, but what are your favorite tracks, Taylor? So we have Baby, mm-hmm. I Like Never Sleep, I Last of the Mohicans, One Time, um, Interstellar's really good. And then the outro is really heavy, but it's it is. really good. And the outro is definitely something that, like, as I'm listening to it, it's one of those songs where talking about his... It was um his one of his producers, right? Um, I'm not sure actually. Yeah, I I looked into it. I think it was one of his producers who got who got who died last year earlier this year. And it's like it's a it's a really heavy track. So like looking into it, it's like it just adds another layer to everything. And obviously, it's an unfortunate layer, but it really it provides something that a lot of other artists don't have, which is like real life. Yeah, it's like I don't. Yeah, you can tell me about the Balenci as much as you want, but some at some point I want to hear what is, what's really going on with you as a person and not you as as like a a rap star. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorites are Count on Me, the intro, Baby, Never Sleep, Last of the Mohicans, Interstellar, Mismatch, the Babyface Ray feature. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. And um, Ball and Peace. Those are like my five, my seven favorite tracks. Um, all right. That being said, this has been the Cat Podcast, episode 318. That is Taylor McLeod. I am Nate Sperlin. Thank you for watching. Um, share your thoughts on Demons Protected by Angels in the comments below. Um, do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube. And check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. Um, I don't know what's dropping next week, but something's telling me that we're going to be back next week because hip-hop will tell us to be. So, um, I guess if we're back next week, hip hop told us to be. And if we're not, hip hop was silent. So yeah, thank you for watching.